but it was quite an interesting feeling to be like, I don't know if anyone else has done this before. Cats can go on hikes. Look, this cat is on a leash and it can go for a hike through the woods, like on this golf course. You're listening to the Cat Explorer podcast. I'm Hasara. And I'm Daniel. We'd love to hear that you're listening along. So grab your phone, take a screenshot or a photo of what you're doing while you're listening. Share it to your Instagram stories, tag us at catexplorer.community and our guest today at Leon Adventure Cat. We'll reshare it and we can't wait to hear what you resonate with from this episode. Join us as we chat to amazing cat explorers and experts, learn from them, listen to their war stories, celebrate their wins and laugh at the funny moments that have been a part of their journey. Today's review is from Lenny Lionheart. Cat Explorer podcast is the answer to my cat exploring prayers. Not only is it a treasure trove of information, it's also full of stories and experiences that many of us can relate to. Even if you don't have a cat that you take exploring, it's very educational and can shine light on the most common question we get from curious bystanders. Why is your cat out with you? If you have ever as much thought about getting a cat in a harness or have ever seen a cat out adventuring with its humans and it sparked your curiosity, you need this podcast in your life. Thank you so much for giving the Cat Explorer community such a wonderful and entertaining resource, Cat Explorer. My kitty, Lenny Lionheart, and I truly appreciate it. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much, Leonard's mom. We really appreciate you leaving a a review for us. Thank you so much. It really means the world to us if you could leave a review for the Cat Explorer podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. It really helps um, raise awareness about the Cat Explorer podcast and cat exploring and the things that we all do. So if you leave a review, please just send us a screenshot and we'll read it out on the Cat Explorer podcast. Thank you. We have such an exciting guest today. Leon is a cat explorer who is amazing at so many different adventures. One day he will be hiking, the next on a paddleboard, and then camping. He has such a zest for life. On top of that, his mum, Megan, has created a dream catio for him. We're so excited to hear more about Leon today. Welcome to the show, Megan. Thank you. We're happy to be here. So we'd love to hear a little bit about Leon. How did he come into your life? You know, I um, was not looking for a cat. I wasn't looking for any animals. And I thought I was allergic to cats because the last cat that I lived with, a roommate's cat, I was really allergic to. So I just assumed I'd be allergic to cats for the rest of my life. Um, But I'm friends with some of the uh, cat rescues in Spokane, Washington, where I live, um, and friends with them on social media. And one day I was just kind of flipping through my phone on Facebook and the a photo of this orange kitten came up and I stopped and looked at it and there was something about the angle of the photo and maybe his nose that made him look very human to me. And so I actually took a screenshot and for the rest of the day, I took it to my friends and I was like, look at this cat. Doesn't he look human? And they would just kind of look at it and be like, I guess like just kind of pass it off as nothing. And I was like, no, look, he's human. Look at this cat. (laughs) And so He was at a pet store that closed, I think, at nine o'clock. And so eight o'clock at night, I finally told one of my friends, look, I just have to go and like meet this cat because I don't know what it is, but there's a connection there. And I don't feel this way about, well, any pictures of animals really that come through Facebook, like I have to meet them. And so we drove out, way out to the valley um, and there was these two orange kittens. 
And, you know, once you make that commitment to actually go out and see a kitten, you're not going to come home empty handed. And so I was trying to make all these deals with my friend. Like, if I'm really allergic to him, like, will you take him? Like, you have a cat. You could have two cats. Like, I'll pay for all of his food and everything. You just have to live at your house. And he was kind of like, well, no. <laughs> so um, so I kind of took a chance and brought him home. And, and I mean, then later I found out that you can be allergic to some cats and not others. And super luckily, um, I'm not allergic to Leon at all. Like, I don't have any symptoms with him at all. And so that's how he came into my life. And I think one of the other reasons I really wasn't looking for an animal is that I live in a tiny house. It's only 320 square feet. Now, that's American term. I don't know what the conversion is. Um, it's but small. it's a, yeah, it's very, very small. And so to trap an animal inside a tiny house a enclosure like that is almost like putting them in a very small cage. And I knew that was not something I could do to a pet. Um, so immediately when I brought him home, I knew two things. I knew one, that I was going to have to build some si some kind of outdoor enclosure for him to be able to go outside in and have his feet in the dirt and have the sun on his face. And that also I was going to have to figure out a way that I could take him outside for walks and things like that. And I had no experience with cat harnesses or leashes or backpacks or strollers or anything. So I was going in pretty blind. Um, so that's how it all started. Oh, I love that. And I love how you're a kindred spirit like me with the allergies. <laughs> just, yeah. The story is pretty similar to a lot of people who just, just jump into it and just go, yeah, I'm just going to pick up a cat, see how this goes. Let's try them with harnesses and that sort of that sort of stuff, and so yeah, we'll definitely be getting to that side of things with catios and all that today. But before we jump into that, can you just tell us a little bit about Leon and his personality? Yeah, he is. He'll be two, I think, at the end of this month, um, according to scraps where I picked him up. He he and his brother were found in a dumpster, um, so they were taken out of the dumpster and sent to foster care, and ended up being in foster care for quite a long time because they both had very bad upper respiratory tract infections that required like two rounds of antibiotics. So the time they were adoptable, they were thinking he was probably maybe 12 to 14 weeks old. Um, they didn't know for sure. And so when I brought him home, he was a kitten, but he wasn't a little itty bitty tiny kitten. He was sort of an older rambunctious, um, wants to play 24 hours a day into that stage. Um, but he is very, I think he's very, very smart and he's very respectful of things. He never clawed my furniture. He didn't knock all my stuff off of all the shelves, um, but still had like the zoomies and did crazy kitty things his whole life. Um, he is pretty brave, but also cautious. Like if we go down a trail, He's very cautious about what's coming up behind him. And sometimes he's just he just freaks himself out. Like if he sees a dog or a person that scares him, then I have to put him in the backpack for a while. Um, he's very trusting. He'll pretty much go anywhere I go. Um, he loves riding in the car. He just likes to go. Every time I stand up, he runs to the front door. And I have like my laundry basket is right by the front door. And I have a little hook with my keys and his harness and his leash hanging on it. So every time I stand up, he runs and jumps on the hamper and then put, like, tries to put his nose through the harness to make sure that he gets to go wherever I'm going. 
Um, so in the winter, when it's cold out, or in the spring and fall, when the weather's nice, I just put him in the car with me. Every time I get in the car, I just put him in the car, and he just runs on, comes with me on errands and stays in the car when I go in the grocery store. Um, and I think maybe that's why he likes the car, just because he does it so much. But now that it's the middle of summer here, and we've had some really hot weather, our our cat exploring has um, been reduced to like weekend mornings. Um, he gets overheated really easily, so anything over about 70 degrees or so, he'll start open mouth panting. Um, so it's it's way harder to get out in the summer for me than it is like in the cooler months. Um, but I have lately, I've been putting two like blue ice packs in the pockets of his backpack to try and make like a <laughs> like portable air conditioning, <laughs> mm-hmm. just so he can mm-hmm. stay out a little bit longer when it gets a little bit hotter. Um, but yeah, I, he's definitely changed my life. Um, I'm not married and I don't have kids. So, and I do have birds. Well, I have one bird now, but it's nice to come home to an animal. I mean, it's just a cat, but you're coming home to another living being that's super glad to see you and wants to play immediately and wants the wet food and wants all the things. Um, so it's been, it's been great. I've had him for almost two years now. Yeah, I wouldn't change it for anything. That's just so lovely to hear, and I relate. Um, it, it's just the best feeling to come home and just have your cat sitting there and so happy to see you and purring and meowing. And, like, we have an issue sometimes when we're trying to get our keys out of the bag at our door. We can just hear Lumos meowing, telling us to hurry up to get in the door. Like, But that's just – it's such a wonderful feeling. So how did you start exploring with Leon? I – um. I, when I was at the pet store, so you adopt the cat at the pet store, and I just asked, is there such thing as a cat leash or a cat collar or cat harness? And they said, yes, there is. And so they took me over to where they were. And it was the, I think it's the come with me kitty harness, and it's just a bunch of straps. Um, and it's kind of on a, well, I don't know, it's not a pulley system, but but they have them there. And so they gave me the one they thought would fit him. And I took it home with me and put it on him. Um, and he immediately flopped over like all cats do when you put on the harness for the first time. But I just left him on it. I just left it on him. And he, since he was so play motivated, all I had to do was pick up a stick with a you know something on the end and wave it around. And all of a sudden, he figured out he could move with the harness on. Um, and then, so once he was like walking around the house with a harness and didn't care anymore... Um, I started attaching the leash to it and just kind of following him wherever he went and kind of letting him drag it on the ground. And then maybe a couple weeks into that, I just put a chair in the backyard. I just went in the chair and sat down and put him in my lap with his harness on and his leash. And I think the first time he never jumped out of my lap, he just stayed there the whole time. And we stayed out there for maybe 10 or 15 minutes and came back inside. And then the next day we went out again and he jumped off and started walking around the grass and I just followed him wherever he went. And we just did that for a long time. He would just jump off my lap and walk around the yard wherever he wanted to go. And I'd follow him with his little leash. Um, and it, I couldn't really control where he went or steer him by then. Cause he didn't understand pressure or anything, but it didn't really matter because he was getting the hang of it and he wasn't afraid of it anymore. And once I felt like the fear was gone and he just was really interested in exploring things, I put him in the car and at this time, it was getting to be winter in Spokane, so it was quite cold. And I went to a golf course, which had been shut down for winter. But they still had the paths through the park that were very clear paths. 
um, through the woods, like dirt, single track dirt trails. Um, so I put him, you know, I'm carrying him when he was a kid and I just carried him in my coat. I didn't know about backpacks or, or animal carriers or anything. So I just put him in my coat cause it was winter and it was cold. But I took him out of my coat and set him on the ground just to see what happened. And he started walking down the trail. I was like, oh, my God, he's walking. He's walking. So I was just following him. And he was walking in front of me and tripping me and walking. But he was walking. And so that very first time, you know, he'd walk for a little while and then he'd sit down. And I'd put him back in my coat and we'd walk down the trail. And then he'd jump out and I'd put him on the ground and he'd walk a little more. And then I'd put him back in my coat. And I think we probably did maybe a mile or two. Um, me, Mostly me walking with him in my coat but it was such a successful thing and I was sure at that point that I was the only human on the earth that had ever taken a cat for a hike because I had no links to he didn't have an Instagram account or anything like that um that I found out later that was not true at all but it was quite an interesting feeling to be like I don't know if anyone else has done this before cats can go on hikes look this cat is on a leash and it can go for a hike through the woods like on this golf course Um, so that's kind of how we started. We started out just very basic. It's a really good point about how you said in the beginning where you put the harness on Leon and he flopped and then you got the stick because he was play motivated to then try and get him to use to that movement and walking around and moving with the harness. Cause I loved how you're describing the process of getting used to harnesses and the leash and then walking that it was, it sounds like it's a step-by-step gradual process and that you just kept trying to push that barrier a little bit further and further and then taking him out and then testing him in a trail. And he took to it after, you know, learning how to use the harness, learning about leash. And you mentioned it's not all, you know, smooth in that he didn't necessarily know how to lead or follow or, you know, understand the pressure of a leash but and a harness. But uh, well done that you, you sort of just built him up to that and, you can see the result when and the joy and happiness it gives you when it works. Yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> so we talked about trail walking and you talked about some of the other things Leon does. Can you just walk us through the type of exploring that you guys do together? Yeah, well, we started um, we started off with just hiking and going on walks. And I discovered real quick that going on walks in the in a quiet area in the woods on like a single track trail with bushes around is way different than trying to go to like a park where it's big open space with people. That was very unsuccessful and not very much fun. So we just stuck to trails mostly. Um, and at some point during this early, these early stages, I discovered uh, Bolton Keel on the internet, which led me to they had an Instagram page. And so I went there and then I found out there's all these people following them that also have Instagram pages. I think Mike and Lily was the first one I ever saw. And it was two cats like in a sled and their owners were pulling them across the snow. And I was like, Oh my gosh, my cat could go in a sled. Um, And I don't remember which cat I first saw like on the water and I don't remember if it was a kayak or or what it was but that just blew my mind was like oh my gosh I could try taking my cat on the water too so I was really inspired by by Instagram but I'm a pretty active person and that I like to do lots of outdoorsy things and it and I couldn't figure out why I wouldn't take a cat with me um so and especially in that first year like when you've never done something before and you're doing everything for the first time 
it's always this, oh my gosh, I don't know if it's going to work. Like, I don't know, how is this going to go? And then you do it and you're like, oh, that kind of worked. Maybe next time we'll try to do it a little bit different way, but I think it's going to work. Like, I think it's going to be okay. And I think that every new experience that you do also builds the confidence in your relationship and also in the cat that's like, oh yeah, I'm doing all these things and I'm not so comfortable with it, but I'm not getting hurt and it's pretty fun. So yeah, maybe I will, I won't be okay if we try all these new things. Um, But up to date, mostly we've done hiking. Um, We've gone on a couple road trips that like down to Portland, Oregon takes about, it's about a six hour car ride to Portland, then another two hours to the Oregon coast from there. Stayed with some, stayed with a really good friend who's very um, pet friendly and understands the whole like pet deal, (laughs) Mm -hmm. which is kind of important, especially if you go hiking with friends, like they have to understand that cat hiking is different than like hiking, hiking. Um, So we've done two big road trips to Portland and the Oregon coast, which were really fun. Um, We've gone kayaking and stand-up paddleboarding. My family has a cabin, so that's pretty accessible for us to have water nearby. Um, I tried to take him cross-country skiing, which was kind of a fail. Because um, I pretty much leave the backpack open so he can jump out whenever he wants, whenever we go places. And like trying to manage skis and two poles and a cat leash and a cat... um, Obviously, I didn't let him jump out when we were when I was going down the hill fast. But when you're slowly slogging up a hill on cross country skis, it's really no different than hiking. So I was like, well, he could come out now, but oh my gosh, like he'll the leash goes under the skis, and then the cat is wound around your leg, and then you've got poles in your hand, so you can't just untangle the leash. <laughs> so I'm not sure if cross country skiing is something that I'm going to do on a regular basis with my cat, unless I just put him in the backpack and close it up. Um, but he liked it. Oh, she- he was- he thought it was great. He was he loved being out there. <laughs> he just and, walks in this in the ski tracks. Oh yeah, of course. And but I, I'm just imagining trying to manage the leash, manage Leon, and also I'm not a very good skier, so I struggle yeah. with the moving. <laughs> so I just wow, that would have been really challenging. <laughs> well, in the backpack, when they're in the backpack, because he weighs like over 13 pounds, so when they're in the backpack on your back, it also changes your balance too. And so you have to like lean forward a little bit and you have to be really careful not to stand up all the way or you can like fall backwards. So, I mean, and we didn't do any hard hills at all. It was just like around one of the local parks, but yeah, I'll probably stick to hiking in the winter. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Um, I kind of want to double back to something you mentioned before where you said that you tried going to parks and that wasn't a great, um, experience or it was a bit of a challenge do you mind telling us a little bit about that and what made it challenging and how Leon reacted to it well when we go so when we go down trails it's obvious that that he loves it like he he often will walk in front of me with his tail up or walk behind me you know just looking at things and wanting to explore when we go to like the big open parks or even like big open areas on the trail he hangs back um, he doesn't want to go. I usually have to pick him up and carry it through, carry him through it. He's afraid of, you know, he's obviously afraid of dogs, um, but he's also afraid of people that are a long ways away, like people in distances. So if they're on the trail and they're quite a ways away and he can see them, he's afraid of them. Once they get up close and they talk to him and pet him, then he's super happy to see everybody. But it's like kind of putting, there's nowhere for him to hide in a park. There's not really a place for him to like crouch down and be in the grass or off the side of the trail. So I feel like the whole time we're in like those big, open, beautiful manicured parks, 
he's just wanting to hide the whole time and not out there. He's not out there enjoying it and running around and chasing, you know, the bugs and stuff. He's just sort of wanting to find a place where he can crouch behind a bush or a tree and watch what's going on around him. That's, um, that's really interesting because I think a lot of cats feel like that in wide open spaces as well. Um, and I really like how you gave it a go and realized it wasn't for him and then decided to focus on the things that are for him, like the hiking trails. And, and even like with skiing, you learned that it was a bit challenging. So like you gave it a go, but you've learned that like, it's not really for you and you're, you're <laughs> going to focus on what is for you. So, um, because I, we kind of tend to see a lot of cats doing amazing things on Instagram and it's quite inspiring so we kind of want to try the same things, but sometimes it doesn't always work for us. So it's great to give it a go. And if it's not the right thing, it's not the right thing. So, yeah. So what's been your most memorable adventure you've had with Leon? You know, one of the most memorable things I ever did with him when he was still, he was still pretty young. He was still a kitten. Um, he still had a lot of energy. And it was the middle of winter and the ground was covered in snow. And my friends wanted to do this hike to the top of a mountain, which is, it's a pretty good hike. It's like a five and a half to six mile. Well, we did in six miles because we got lost, but normally it's only a five and a half mile hike. <laughs> and you hike to the top of this mountain and then you can see forever. And so I was like, well, you know, and at this point I had figured out backpacks, like I knew about backpacks. So I'm like, well, I can just try it and we'll just see how it goes. I don't know. We didn't know if the trail was going to be super icy or like if you know, and there was a lot of snow out, so I didn't know if it'd be packed down. So I brought Leon, and he <laughs> was such a trooper. He hiked more, I'd say, like three quarters of that whole hike. He was on the ground hiking through the snow. I mean, the trail was packed down pretty well. So he had, um, he kind of had walls on both sides because he just walked where the footprints were. And then when we got to the top, it was obvious there, there was no one else there. We were the only ones up there. And it was a very definite trail. Like if he jumped off the trail, he'd be in two feet of powder snow. So I actually took him off the leash for a small amount of time just to see what happened. Because I knew that if he did go off the trail, I'd be able to catch him quite easily because he wouldn't be able to get very far in the snow. And it was really fun because he just stuck right with us. Like he stuck right with our little group. He was in between, you know, some of the people and we hiked up and then we played in the rocks um, and started hiking back down. And then I did put him back on leash just in case people started coming up the trail. But it was really fun to see how happy he was just to be out there with us and willing to um, stick with us, even though he wasn't restrained by a leash. I mean, that's not something I recommend. It was a really, I thought it was quite a safe way to do it. And I don't, I don't really let him off leash hardly ever. Um, that was really a fun hike, and that was the first big hike we'd ever done where it wasn't just like going to a golf course and just walking around and stuff. So that was pretty memorable. Um, going yeah. to the Oregon coast, both of those trips were pretty big deals, too. That was really fun. What an achievement. <laughs> yeah. So you've described that you've gone to many different places with Leon and that for gen generally, for the most part, he seems pretty comfortable did you have to do anything special to get him used to these situations and locations? You know, I really lucked out. So the thing that really works for us is that he considers his backpack to be a safe place. And I get a lot of questions about, well, how did you train him to go in the backpack? My cat doesn't like it. And um, 
I don't really feel like I've trained him to do anything. I've just sort of been there and we've worked it out, just whatever works for him. But what happened was because he was a kitten and because it was winter when I started, you know, working with him on the leash, he would get cold. His paws would get cold. His belly would be wet from the snow and ice. He'd have, you know, snowballs stuck in his fur. So I'd put him in my jacket as, you know, hey, are you here? You can warm up. And then as he got too big, it would be the backpack. So he'd get cold and wet and I put him in the backpack and then he'd warm up and be happy. And so he's always associated the backpack as a safe place and a place to like relax and either warm up or cool down depending on the situation. Um, so that's been kind of a, a lifesaver for me. So any scary, um, any scary situation that we're going into or anything new, I almost always have him in the backpack. So even when we went kayaking for the first time, I just put the backpack on my lap. And we went stand up paddleboarding for the first time. I just sat on the paddleboard and put his backpack in my lap and just let him choose when he wanted to come out. Um, so that's kind of how we've approached new things that might be scary. And same thing on the trail. If we're walking down the trail um, and there's a dog coming, if I have time, I'll just kneel down and he'll jump in the back on his own. He'll jump into the pack. Um, so that's, yeah, I would say that's how we kind of deal with new situations. He he doesn't, like, I love the Oregon coast. It's one of my, I've traveled all around the world, and I think it's one of my favorite places in the entire world. But Leon is not crazy about it. He doesn't like the wind. He doesn't like the water. It's really noisy. Um, so when we go to the Oregon coast, he pretty much stays in his backpack the whole time. Like, he'll come out and like scrunch his ears back and look really angry and walk around and smell some things <laughs> and hide behind a rock or behind a log. Um, but mostly he just stays in the pack because <laughs> he's not a huge fan. <laughs> we uh, relate with that with um, Lumos actually. We um, went down to the Great Ocean Road, which is um, uh, Ocean Road in um, Australia, and it was really windy, but the view was beautiful. So we were like, oh, we'll just take the kitties in their backpack and just do a quick walk. And he was just sitting there in the backpack. He started doing cranky meows because it was a bit windy. <laughs> Meanwhile, Noxie is like sitting on my shoulder, looking out and watching everything. But just Lumos is just like, I am cranky, making that face when he's really mad. <laughs> but I, I think sometimes the wind really does get to cats, though. So mm-hmm. I yeah. And it's um, one thing we've learned is to try and check the weather before we go somewhere and check the actually check the wind as well. Oh yeah. Instead of just checking the because normally I just check the rain. I never I don't really pay attention to the wind, but I've started paying attention to the wind because I just know that I don't want a cranky cat. <laughs> <laughs> and I've noticed that you also go um, camping with Leon. How did you prepare him to go camping with you? Oh, I didn't. I just took him. <laughs> <laughs> he had no choice um, I mean when I go camping I don't let him off the leash so it's like camping with cats is um, it's it's different than just going camping on your own because you have this cat that's on a leash and at any time and they can I don't care what kind of harness you have it could be God's gift to cat harnesses and they're still going to be able to back out of it if they really want to so um, it is a sort of cat intensive time because I feel like you always have to be watching them you can't just leave them now I did buy a large dog crate for him to go on some camping trips so if I did need to leave him for a few minutes or whatever I could put him in the dog crate with his so I put a towel in there with his litter box and his food and water it's pretty big and like a few toys and he's actually just fine with it he'll as long as he's not you know wanting to go 
do crazy things as long as he's kind of tired. He's quite happy to stay in there um, for a while. And I know that he can't, you know, claw his way out of that, but he still has room to move around. So that's been one thing. But mostly I just took him and set up a tent. And I did have to buy a non-air mattress mattress because of the claws of the air mattress could pop it. So I had to make that adjustment. But other than that, you know, I go to bed and I just take him in the tent with me and zipper the door shut. And he doesn't really have a choice of like, you know, (laughs) it's like, well, here we are. (laughs) So, um, but if I keep, if I can keep him active through the day, because normally I think he sleeps all day. If I'm at work, I think he just sleeps and then he wakes up when I get home. But if I can keep him active all day, like going hiking or at least keep him awake, he'll sleep through the night in a tent just fine. So it works out. It works out pretty well. He is ready in the morning to get out because he wakes up way earlier than I do. And so he's meowing and ready to go play. Um, But we went camping. We've been sleeping in a tent up at the cabin because my parents cabin just because my mom's allergic to him so I can't go in the cabin so we've been sleeping in a great big tent out there I even bought a cot and things and he's great um the only thing I would suggest if you're buying a tent which I didn't think about is if you have windows that zip all the way to the ground so that the cats can see out that's a really great feature because otherwise he's constantly trying to see out of the tent and the windows on the tent that I bought are way too high so he can't so I've actually had to take like <clears throat> rubber totes and duct tape boxes to them so that I can make a little thing for him to sit on so he can see out the windows because <laughs> he really needs to watch like the chipmunks and the squirrels and the birds and all the things that are happening all the time. That's a good point. And so like along that line, you mentioned the mattress, you mentioned the crate and this sort of um, tote and window viewing platform of sorts is do you have a packing list for camping and what else would be on that for for leon um i don't have a packing list i do have a um i kind of have a permanent litter box in my car and so in the back seat i just went to it's called walt it's called target here it's just a store where they sell kind of everything and they have just those big plastic storage totes so I bought one of those and cut a hole in the top and then put some sh- kind of shelf liner. I duct taped some shelf liner around to give some traction and I just put litter in there and then I seat belted it into the back seat. Um, so every time I just throw them in the car, I have a, I know that there's a litter box in the car. And so I know that even if he has to go, when I grab him out of the house, it's not going to be a problem. And that also works well. So when we go camping or we go traveling, when we stay in like hotels and stuff, um, I just take that out of the back seat and put it either in the tent or the hotel or my friend's house, wherever we're staying. Um, and that's been kind of a lifesaver because he gets so excited to go somewhere that he won't go to the bathroom. And then we get in the car and he has this meow that he does when he does need to go to the bathroom when I haven't had the litter box. And I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Hold it. <laughs> we're going to pull off here somewhere. Um, so that's been super helpful. That's such an awesome idea. Um, we we learned that lesson as well. So we've got a like a similar a Tupperware container. Like we got the biggest possible one that you can get, and we just filled that with kitty litter. And now I just take it anywhere. It's and it's a Tupperware container, so it's quite easy to just put it in a a bag or something and just take it in the car or take it to a friend's place or stuff like that. So yeah, I really like that idea. Um, one thing you mentioned was like having um 
in your tent was that um, Leon does go to sleep quite well if he's been, um, I guess, active during the day. But um, a lot of members in our community worry about when they camp with their cats, their cat might be like chasing the bugs in the tent or like the lights are outside the tent and they might rip the tent. Have you done anything to stop Leon from doing that? No, and that was a real concern of mine because he does rip things up with his claws, including his backpack. Um, He's ripped holes to get into his backpack because he wants to tear it. There's like this fleece lining on the floor of it, and he is determined he needs to rip all of that out of there. And so he's torn giant holes in his backpack to get in to rip the flooring out. Um, So I was concerned about him ripping holes in the tent. Also, what if he wanted to get out? Um, But he's never tried. He's actually very respectful of the tent. Like if somebody's on the other side and he wants to say hi, he'll very gently put his paw on the screen, um, doesn't stick his claws out. So I don't know if that's just an understanding or if he just hasn't tried it yet. But I also have never left him in the tent. Um, I have left him in the tent alone when he was sleeping, and I knew he was just going to keep sleeping for short amounts of time. But I've never left him in there when he's wanted to get out, like he's wanted to come with me. Um, because I think that's when the problems might start, is if he wants to get out and he can't. Um, he did. So we had a tent once where three zippers came together to make the door and I didn't tighten them enough. And one night he did get out. He just stuck his head and just kept pushing and pushing and pushing until he could squeeze out between all the zippers. Um, luckily he didn't go very far. He was just hanging out right outside the tent, but, and we were just at the cabin. So it wasn't like we were out in the wilderness or anything, but, um, I did. So now I do like clip the zippers together at night (laughs) so so he can't just (laughs) let himself out whenever he wants. (laughs) <laughs> yeah he was just trying to prove that he could do it <laughs> yeah but he's never he's never clawed at it he's never he does chase bugs every now and then but he's never he's never put holes in the tent at all the biggest that's, problem that's... i have camping with him is that i have a mummy bag and he wants to sleep with me on the mummy bag like at my feet and so then you can't like <laughs> there's no room like you can't turn over <laughs> It's like the rule of cats. If they're sleeping against you, you're not allowed to move until they move first. So you're just stuck in that exact position until he decides to get up and move. (laughs) Oh, that's just adorable. Uh, Am I correct in remembering that Leon has a cat tent as well? Yeah, he does. He has his own cat tent. (laughs) It's so great. It comes with its own little poles. And like it, like you put it up like a regular person's tent, and it has a it has a rain cover on it, and it's hilarious. And it's great because um, I do I do put it in the big tent because sometimes we had a big family reunion recently where there was you know thirty forty people, and when he'd be in the tent, there'd be a lot of you know sounds and commotion outside of it, and that gave him a place to kind of go where it was covered and kind of a dark hole to hide in. Um, so he did go in there quite a bit and he took naps in there and yeah, he likes it. It takes up, it's kind of big to be have in my house since my house is so small, but I like to set it up whenever we go. I like to take it camping cause it's pretty cute. <laughs> yeah. That's the, is it the cat camp? Yeah. Is that what it's, it's called? Cat, yes. Yes. It's called cat camp. I think their Instagram handle is like cat campo or something. And I don't know. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It seems like they get they get a bunch of them made and then they sell them all and then they kind of disappear for a while. I'm not really sure how their company works. When I first reached out to them, they were like, "Okay, we'll send you one, but it's going to be like a couple months." I'm like, "Okay." 
So I'm I'm not exactly sure if they're selling them right now or not, but but I would recommend they're, them. They're great. Yeah, they're um I because I was looking into them. They're a Melbourne based company, so they're based yeah. out of Melbourne, Australia, and they mm-hmm. do. I do believe they make a um a set amount and then they sell those and then they make another set amount. So they look yeah. Like, I've been eyeing the orange one because Daniel and Daniel loves orange. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. And that yeah, and that's been out of stock for a while. So obviously you love orange. Leon is orange. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but they're very cute. They're a little challenging to figure out how you put the poles together at first because they come with zero directions. But once you figure that out, then they're great. That's awesome. So, <laughs> Leon on a paddleboard, something you talked about before. How did he learn to go paddleboarding? Well, he didn't have a choice. Um, he was in his cat <laughs> carrier, and I set it on the paddleboard, and then I got on the paddleboard, and we paddled out. And he, um, I left the door open. And the first time, I think he, he probably stayed in the cat carrier for maybe half, and I didn't go for very long. And then he kind of came out and walked around. Um, and now I just pick them up and I put the paddle board so it's in the water, not touching the shore. So it's a little bit off the shore. And then I pick him up and put it on it, put him on it, and then I scoot it out. So um, he doesn't love paddle boarding. He, he tolerates it and he seems to enjoy it once we're out there. He really likes looking at all the things on the shore that are going on. And he'll like stick his paw in the water and stick his nose in the water. Um and then once we get back to shore, um, he's pretty excited to roll in the sand and, like, grind mm-hmm. all anything wet that got wet. He rolls and rolls and rolls in the sand to get it all dried off. <laughs> oh, that's cute. So, Leon comes across as this confident, well-adapted cat explorer, especially on social media. But um, when I've been speaking to a lot of seasoned cat explorers, I've learned that every cat explorer has had a scary experience that they've learned from. Do you mind taking us through a scary experience that you've had with Leon and what you learned from it? Yeah, we had a really scary experience when I first kind of started hiking with him because what I would do is when a when a dog came by, I would pick him up. And so, um, well, you know, if it was on a leash or not, I would just pick him up and hold him. And that worked actually really great until it didn't. So we were on a trail and we were, you know, at least a couple miles, two or three miles in, so not close to the cars or anything. I was with some friends and a um, couple came by with this huge dog and it was on a leash and it wasn't doing anything wrong. And it walked by us and Leon just freaked out and he dug his claws into the side of my face and my nose on one side and then behind my ear on the other side and was actually like hanging from my face by his claws. And so I had to like pick his claws one by one out of my face and then put them on the ground. And I mean, talk about blood when you get a puncture wound in your face. It just bleeds and bleeds and bleeds. And I still have a pretty good scar in my nose from that. So needless to say, I don't pick him up if the dog goes by anymore. Um, I either, if I have time, I'll put him in the backpack, you know, but sometimes they just come up on you too fast. And so then I will, I mean, if the dog just comes around the corners right there, I just put myself between Leon and the dog. Um, if we can see him coming, I'll kind of scoot Leon off the trail. And then I'll stand between him and the dog. Um, but the backpack's by far the best solution if you have time. And as long as the dog is on leash, it's really not a problem. Leon, he um, thinks he's invisible if he crouches down really, really low into the ground. And so he gets down really, really low. Either that or he arches his back and hisses <laughs> the, the whole time. 
and dog owners, the problem is dog owners think it's hilarious. So then they stop and they're like looking at him laughing. I'm like, no, you need to keep going. Like keep moving. Your dog is terrifying my cat. Like go. (laughs) Um, We haven't had too many problems with off-leash dogs. We've had, I mean, I, I will admit that I have made contact with my foot and a few dogs um, that were invading our space because they weren't on a leash and their owners couldn't control them. We haven't had we haven't had a huge amount of problems, but I would say that is my main concern. Going hiking is off-leash dogs, just because at some point no one has control of them. And it's, I mean, I know that we take chances taking our cats out hiking, and I just try to be as prepared as possible. Yeah, and, and you're doing the right thing, and our cats have the same right to be out there. And it's not just our cats. There are other animals that are going out hiking as well. Like we've we've bumped into um, ferrets as well. I know a few of you have bumped into turtles as well. So <laughs> that's awesome. Like it it off leash dogs can have an impact on all of those animals. So um, we hope that by raising awareness of what we're doing with our cats, we can encourage more dog owners to leash their dogs. And I, yeah, and I feel like I should be clear that we don't go anywhere that that leash laws are not in place. Like I would never mm-hmm. take Leon to an an area where off leash dogs were okay. And I think those areas are great. And my mom has a dog, and he's great off leash and minds and everything. So I have nothing against off leash dogs if they're in an area where that's allowed. But we very specifically pick sort of not populated trails, but trails where people go where dogs have to be on leashes just to try to mitigate the whole off-leash dog situation. So I don't feel terrible when I see an off-leash dog and ask the owner to please call your dog and (laughs) hold it. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I have to ask about your catio. So for those who may not be aware... Megan has made the most amazing catio for Leon. So why did you decide to make Leon a catio? You know, I really believe that animals and humans should be able to breathe air that's like natural and outside. And I, sorry, I think it's very important for them to have like to feel the sun on their faces and to be able to feel the earth underneath their paws I think that's very grounding um, kind of from a spiritual perspective like you know grounding into the earth and I really wanted that for my cat I didn't know how to do it Um, I don't even I only have one door and it's the front door so you know putting some kind of cat door in with a you know there's these really cool if you go on Instagram or other places and look up catios there's you just have a window and then you put like a dog crate on the outside and you open the window and your cat can go outside but I really didn't have that and so I decided really the only place I'd be able to build anything was out my bathroom window and then I didn't know how he was going to be able to get out the dog door like if I open the bathroom window and put in a little cat door how is he was going to be able to get out there so it ends up that he jumps on the toilet and then on a few like little shelves that I made to get out the cat door and so I started just by building a really simple enclosure um, out the bathroom window, just in the back. And I didn't know what I was doing. I had some scrap wood, and I went and bought some more wood. And then I bought some, um, I think it's like fencing for rabbits, some kind mm-hmm. of, you know, just fencing. 
And um, if you if you like watch, I have a blog where I try to put some photos up of the whole process. And I think normally like you'd build you'd build the structure and then you would attach it to the house and then you'd put the cage on. Anyway, I did not do it that way. I did like one thing at a time. So at one point it has like three sticks sticking up and some wire and no roof. But anyway, it worked out okay. But my goal was always to have a bigger one. And I didn't know how to do it. Like, I didn't know how to build the structure because I'm not a builder. Like, I don't know how to build frames of things. And um, Leon's here. Hi, Leon. <laughs> From the patio. <laughs> <laughs> um, so on Craigslist, one of my friends was getting rid of a, um, it's like a bunk bed frame, basically. And I was like, oh, if I had that, I could just cover the whole thing in, like, chicken wire or something. I need to have, because it has, you know, metal posts to hold the bed yeah. part up. Oh, it's a loft bed frame. So I said, like, oh, yeah, I'll totally take that from you. And so I had that. So I had this giant frame. And I was like, well, how is he going to get from the little mini catio outside the bathroom window to the big catio that's the loft frame? And I called a friend who does know a little bit about construction. And I asked him if I could build a ramp, like, all the way down the back of the house and then across the house to the fence, like across the yard to the fence and then down the fence to like for a place in the yard I could actually put this thing. And he wasn't really sure. <laughs> so I just did it anyway. <laughs> so, so yeah, so he has a little mini catio right out the bathroom window. And then he actually, there's a ramp covered in wire that goes all along the back of the house and then crosses over a part of the yard to the fence and then goes down the fence and then ends up in this um, loft bed frame enclosure and I do have a blog if you want to see pictures of it and a few videos and it's just there's a link on his on Leon's Instagram um, I think on the main page or whatever where you can click on it and it says blog um, but yeah it's been a lifesaver and honestly in the summer when the weather's out he or the weather's nice he spends I'd say 75% of his time out in the catio we bought I bought him a somebody was selling a pedestal sink on Craigslist, which is just a, it's like a way for people to sell things here. Um, so I, <laughs> I bought them a pedestal because cats like sleeping in sinks, right? They're always sleeping in sinks. Yeah. So I put that out there and that's where, that's his main place. Like if you ever look out in the catio, unless it's raining, um, he'll be in his pedestal sink, just hanging out. Oh, that's just adorable. I, I like that you've, um, kind of used different things that are available to you to create the catio because I think sometimes um because we I know we've looked into catios that you can purchase that are pre-made and they're really expensive they are really expensive and like chicken coops even and stuff I looked at everything and I was like oh I just don't think I can afford any of that stuff no granted really this like catio this catio like my I had to have my mom helped me thank goodness and I we we bought a package of like 600 zip ties and then had to buy like a second package of 600 zip ties. <laughs> I mean, it was a lot. <laughs> it was a lot of zip ties. Um, but I wouldn't say it was hard. And again, I didn't know what I was doing. Like when I made the roof of it, I didn't know how to keep the wire in like the dome shape because once a tree branch fell or, you know, a, a raccoon went on top of it, it would just collapse. And so I ended up just going to like a used um hard, not a hardware store but like a building supply store where you can just take your used stuff and sell it and I asked them I said how do I make like a structure for this and they're like well what about this black pipe we have this black like plastic pipe 
you can bend it and it should hold its shape if you like, you know, zip tie it onto the frame. Um, so I did. So a lot of it was just asking really odd questions of people. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, how do I do this? What I love about this is that you mentioned before in the beginning that you have a smaller space. So, you know, you've been creative and you've been resourceful to build this catio and then, oh, there we go. There's Leon. We're just looking at Leon here. Oh, he's cute. <laughs> hey, little guy. He's like, I want to play with the one toy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, so you just made it like out of you know your imagination and just made it happen. And that's what I love about this and that you, know, it's, you didn't have any know-how necessarily. You just found your way through it. And you've got such an amazing catio now that has extended what you call a little small space. Yeah, it's 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 definitely extended the area that he has to live in by quite a bit. And it's cool now because it's been there for enough time that some vines are starting to grow over it and it's starting to look like kind of pretty. <laughs> Got some shade now on the ramp. That's really cool. I like that. Actually, Daniel, I think we need to think about making a catio. <laughs> <laughs> We're not very good at DIY, but I think we can figure something out. <laughs> Just so look for used things that you can use to make a catio. Yes, definitely. Go raid some raid some garage like our parents' garages and see what we can find. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we're coming up towards the end of our podcast, and we've got some questions that we ask all our guests. So, what is one piece of advice you would give to new cat explorers? Um, to new cat explorers, you know, it's funny because when I go on the trail. Of course, everyone wants to stop because you have a cat on a leash. Oh, I've never seen that. And then they tell you about their cat. So really, taking your cat hiking enables you to learn about everybody's house cats that you've ever wanted to know about and more. Um, And I'd say half the people say, oh, yeah, I tried to put a harness on my cat and it just flopped over and wouldn't move. And I just want to say yes, because that's what they do. But you can't just then take the harness off because then you're teaching them that that's if they flop over, the harness gets taken off. And I just want to tell all those people, look, just keep it on. Keep it on for a few hours. Keep it on for three hours. Play with your cat. Beat them a treat. Like do something so that they realize they can get up and and move and, and it's not going to hurt them. I don't know. If a cat explorer is already exploring, that's probably, you know, something that they already know. Um but that is, I get told that on every single hike we go to is people say, oh, you're walking your cat. Yeah, I tried that with my cat, who I got from my aunt Mavel's niece's cousin's dead uncle Henry's grandma. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's great. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I relate to that. I think, um. I don't know. I wonder if it's just because you see it and there's so many memes online of cats just flopping over and it's kind of just become like this joke about cats just don't move in their harnesses. But imagine if you like, imagine if someone's never worn anything before and then they suddenly have something on their skin that would feel odd. And that's exactly how our cats feel when we put a harness on them. They're like, what is this thing? It's just, we just need to show them, Hey, you can move in it. And you can have your zoomies in it and you can walk in it. And it's, I think it's just getting to that next level. And sometimes that's a bit confusing for people. 
Yeah, I think so. And I think the other thing I would say is, you know, if you're just starting off and you want to take your cat for its first hike, don't take it to a big open place where there's lots of people and other animals. Like, try and find some place that's secluded and very quiet. And, like, the more overgrown the trail, the better, because they'll feel safer in an enclosed space. Um, yeah, I think people get discouraged because they go to these big open places and think it's going to be really fun and the cats are scared. Or if you can get them to some place that's very quiet and secluded as much as you can. And yeah, I, that would just be my biggest suggestion. So what's been the most entertaining comment someone said to you while you've been out and about with Leon? Oh, you know, I think that everybody probably gets the same comments of, oh, that's a fluffy dog, or I didn't know this. You don't see that every day. <laughs> I think that one comes up on that pretty much every hike. Um, some people are really interested, though, and they really want to engage. And the, uh, and the reason people tell you about their own cats is because they're trying to connect. You know, it's this connection thing. Um Gosh, I wish I had something like really hilarious that somebody said, but right now I can't think of like the one thing, but you know, the usual comments of, of, and some people don't realize it's a cat until they're right, like walking by you and they're like, oh, that's a cat. And they're like, so surprised. Cause you know, you kind of see the leash or whatever and don't think much yeah. about it. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, we get a lot of that, like people are walking, they're like hiking straight past and then they just suddenly freeze when they realize. <laughs> and sometimes oh, it's, you can. Oh, you go, ahead, sorry. sorry. Oh, no. Well, I was yeah, going to say, exactly. sometimes it's just really funny to watch. <laughs> mm -hmm. I do have a funny story about um, not something somebody said. Well, it's kind of something somebody said, but it wasn't on a hike. So I have a friend that lives in a completely different city and in a completely different state, like hundreds and hundreds of miles away. And um, she came. So she has a neighbor that she was talking to her neighbor and her neighbor said, do you know Leon the Adventure Cat in person? <laughs> And my just like, what? Like, what? yes, but how, like, how do you, how did you make that connection? And last summer I had posted a photo of Leon and her little boy, like out on the driveway and the neighbor recognized her son in the photo and like followed Leon <laughs> randomly, like so random. And my friend was just like, oh my gosh, that is, that is a small world. <laughs> That is definitely a small world. That's really small. So talking about Instagram, I suppose, what cat explorers inspire you? Um, you know, when I first started, it was definitely the ones that were doing things that I had never done. Like Emmy Lou Adventure Cat. Mm -hmm. um, well, I have never taken Leon whitewater rafting. And like she takes, he takes her cat, like gets to go whitewater rafting. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. Um so, like, the cats that are getting out there and doing their really cool things. I think a couple of my favorite accounts right now are really, they're hiking, you know, they're hiking cats, but they're so hilarious. Like, they're just, fun. the captions, like, these are comedians. These are comedian owners that just happen to have cats that hike. Like, um, all of the adventurous. And also, she kind of looks like Leon. So, both orange fluffy cats. So, mm -hmm. that's one account that I love following every day. Uh, Rover the cat always has super funny comments on pretty much everything they put out. Um, I don't know. I love all of them. Like I'm pretty inspired by, I just love looking through the feed and just seeing all the different things that all the kitties are doing. And I love the ones that we've actually met in person too. Like we've got to meet a few of them in person and that's pretty awesome. So what product 
service or program has been a game changer for Leon? You know, I would say the two the two things that have been probably the biggest game changers are having a cat backpack that he likes and feels comfortable in and wants to be in. That's been great for us. And then um, finding a couple of different harnesses that have worked. You know, there is not a perfect harness out there. And um, but I will say that the the RC Pets Adventure Kitty harness, even with its big giant buckles and big straps. It feels like that's the one that I can make fit him the best. And I also feel like it's the one where if I needed to, say, tie the leash to a tree for a minute, he's not going to get out of it. Like, even if he backs, like, yes, he could, but he's, it would be very hard for him to back out of that one compared to all of the other ones that I've ever tried. Uh, I feel like it's the most secure. I can also, I have a, a, a tracker device that I can attach to that one. And I know it's going to stay on because it's a very kind of a big solid harness. Um, but that is too hot for summer because it has a nice big like padded chest on it and the straps are kind of thick and you really can't put it on over clothes in the winter. And so the, I think it's the come with me kitty harness that we first started, the very first one we had with the, that's really soft straps and really small buckles. Um, we use that one in the summer when it's hot and also to put over clothes because it's super adjustable. Like I'm not... Mm -hmm crazy about the fact that it gets tight when you pull on it necessarily um but i think it's the best design of all the scrappy harnesses for leon so i would say the harness and the backpack are probably the biggest game changers mm, yeah definitely with that um come with me kitty harness does leon find that it's a bit loose at the back so you know there's that little uh, rubber donut and you're supposed to slide it up to make it mm. fit properly so it can't get too loose however that is a design flaw because uh, it eventually it gets loose and it doesn't do any good so I actually take a, a hairband and I tie it around and you know like behind the donut so it can't move anymore because otherwise mm. yeah it's, it is he's like in between sizes so if that mm. donut's at the very end it's, it is too loose so, yeah that's yeah. what I was going to suggest um that seems to be the thing that helps everyone is they'll bunch it up at the back and then tie it with an elastic or a hair tie. And mm -hmm. that kind of keeps it. It's not foolproof. Like a hair right. tie obviously can come off, but it's um, something that helps a little bit. So if anyone's yeah. using that harness and it's a bit loose, that's an option. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a really good point. Is at some point that donut's going to become loose. It just does over time. Megan, thank you so much for joining us today. We've had a blast. It's been really great. <laughs> yeah, no, it really has. It's been awesome. Where can we find you and Leon online? Um, so Instagram is Leon Adventure Cat. Um, he's also on Facebook as Leon Adventure Cat. And then we also have a blog, which you can get through through the Instagram handle, I guess the, the page or whatever, the main page. There's a link to that. Um, that's pretty much where we hang out, mostly Instagram. Awesome. So what we'll do is we'll put those links and any of the other links we spoke about today in the show notes, which will be available at catexplorer.co forward slash podcast. Thank you so much for listening today. Many of you have reached out asking how you can help Cat Explorer and the work we do to help you. The proceeds from our online store at catexplorer.co support our community from this podcast to the discussions we run the resources we create for you, and so much more. On our store, you can find Cat Explorer merch from Give Your Cat the World hoodies, 
My Cat is Not a Cash Potato singlets, Cat Explorer stickers, patches, and Cat Explorer backpacks. All of this and more is available at catexplorer.co. Thank you so much for listening today and being a part of the Cat Explorer community. That's it for today. We'll catch you next time. In the meantime, enjoy giving your kitty the world.